We're in a series right now called You Ask For It. The problem tonight is, is that you ask for it, but who I'm talking about tonight is not an it. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. You ask for it, but he's not an it. He is the Holy Spirit. He's my best friend, and I get to speak on my best friend tonight because you asked for it. On the day of Easter Resurrection Weekend, you wrote in. We have different themes, and one of the higher themes that you asked for was to share on the Holy Spirit. And I want to share with you on my best friend tonight, the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think that we can naturally be supernatural. I think that you can be supernatural without being weird. Tell your neighbor right there, don't be weird. Sometimes you talk about the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you begin talking about the Holy Spirit and it brings out certain things out of people. And you don't have to be weird when, it, when we talk about the Holy Spirit. How many of you would say that you like to be comforted? Like to be comforted. How many of you would say that you would love to be empowered to do God's will? How many of you occasionally, you need counsel. You need amazing counsel. Everything I'm talking about tonight is everything that I just led you to say yes to, hopefully to say yes to, is Holy Spirit. How many of you want to discern truth in these days? Absolutely. He is the spirit of truth. The thing about lies is that lies have many tentacles. You ever notice that? It's like, man, if you don't get everybody on the same page, that lie goes all kinds of ways. Just 16 tentacles out of one lie. But what's cool about the truth is that there's only one truth. And you don't have to worry about it if you're telling the truth. If you're telling lies, you got to worry about it because you're like, hey, I don't remember if, but, uh, did I, I, I can't remember the lie. Now I got to make up another lie. And I got to get everybody lying. And you got to get encouraged. You, you can make, as a liar, you make other people lie sometimes. And so it's, it's, it's a lot better just to sh share the truth, right? Well, he is the spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. John 7 37 through 39 says this. This is code red. Jesus said this. On the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirst, say that with me, thirst. You're going to hear a rhythm tonight, a theme, when you talk about Holy Spirit. Say that with me again, thirst. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, say that with me, out of his heart. Drink, and out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Are you, are you going to hear a theme throughout the night that the Bible speaks of, of the Holy Spirit? But this he spoke concerning... Good, good. One person got that. Good. Thank you. Good, 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 good. Let's try that together. He spoke concerning. No, no, you, you, you guys got, listen, you got to stop being distracted, looking around. I want us to focus on the word right now. Can you do that? 
I mean, the word is, is worth us focusing on right now. Do all your other stuff later. Come on, let's focus on the word. Here we go. Uh, concerning the... Good, good, good. Whom those believing in him would receive. Would. Future tense. Why? Why, why, why not would receive? Why not pass? Because, look what it says, for the Holy Spirit has, was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. When Jesus went up, the Holy Spirit came down in a very, very powerful way. The Celtic Christians of 500 A.D. called the Holy Spirit the wild goose. Listen to this scripture. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Tonight, if you're not born again, saved in a relationship with Jesus Christ, Him being Lord and Savior, we're going to pray for you to, to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of this gathering, and you will be born of the Spirit. Wow. Acts 2.17. This is actually a, a prophetic word from Joel and it says, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out, listen to that theme again, pour out, you know, this is a little bottle right here, I'm just going to pour, right? Pour out my spirit on all flesh, say that with me, all flesh. All flesh. It's not like he just does it on Zach, because Zach's got a cool beard, or he skips a few people. He pours out his spirit on all flesh. Say that with me. All, all flesh. flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, things happen. And that's all there is to it. Like your lumpet, I don't care your theological background, when you're full of the Holy Spirit, things happen. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Don't be scared of what God wants to do in and through you. Just because you haven't experienced doesn't mean it's not real. A lot of times when people out of ignorance and, and not experience, they'll throw rocks at something or somebody. Or Don't do that with the Holy Spirit. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. 75 years ago, March 12th, Smith Wigglesworth passed away 75 years ago. We, we know a, a, a lady, a wonderful lady, that actually prophesied over Ray Dean and I years ago that Smith Wigglesworth stayed in her home when she was a little girl. Shortly after he passed into glory, Smith Wigglesworth, he prophesied, and I want to read just a portion of his prophecy. It says, when the new church phase is on the wane... There will be evidence in the churches of something that has not been seen before, a coming together of those with an emphasis on, listen to this, word and those with the emphasis on the spirit. Emphasis on, he prophesied, word and spirit. Not just word, not just spirit, but word and spirit. When the word and spirit come together, 
he prophesied there will be the biggest move of the Holy Spirit that the nations and indeed the world has ever seen. I believe we're at the verge of that. I believe it with all my heart. It will mark the beginning of a revival that will eclipse anything that has ever been witnessed. We have an old saying in MFI, Ministers Fellowship International. Maybe it's in many movements, but the old saying is, word alone, you dry up. All you do is just word, word, word. The word is great, but if that's all you do, word alone, the old saying is that you dry up. Spirit alone, just spirit person, I'm just spirit. You blow up. But the dynamic duo, word and spirit, you grow up. And that's what we need. We need the word of God. We need the spirit of God so that we can grow up. John the Baptist, he said this about Jesus. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Jesus baptizes in the Holy Spirit and fire. So as soon as I talk about baptism, people go to one place. I was water baptized whenever I was seven years old. I am not talking about water baptism tonight. Water baptism and the baptism of the Holy Spirit are two complete separate things. One is being immersed in water. That's why it's called baptism. That's why we don't sprinkle. When, this, when Jesus come up out of the water, that means he was in the water. He comes out of the water. The, the spirit is, the dove descended, ascended upon him like the spirit, okay? So he comes out of the water. That means that he had been in the water. That's baptism. Okay, so baptism of the Holy Spirit is that you're immersed into the spirit. Okay, spirit and fire. So Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would touch lives tonight. Wild goose, be loosed. We welcome you. For anybody unbelieving tonight, I pray that the pneuma of God would blow in their hearts. I'm going to use the term tonight, root, and the root is going to be connected with the Holy Spirit. So some have removed the root out of the church. Some speak not of the root. Some are seeker-sensitive to the root. I would rather be spirit-sensitive than seeker-sensitive any day. You get spirit-sensitive, people are going to get radically born again of the spirit. Some ignore the root. Some are ignorant of the root, and that's okay. Some quench the root. Some grieve the root. And some call the root an it. And the root that I speak of tonight is Holy Spirit. And it grieves me sometimes to hear how people speak of the Holy Spirit. I was born again in 1986. Bouncing in babes' place and rascals drove two and a half hours the next morning to a church and got radically saved. I love the church where I got saved and the people. They're wonderful people. The pastor's wife did tell me, don't come out of the water speaking in tongues. I'd been reading the whole Bible. If you read the whole Bible... Acts, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, New Testament, you'll see a lot of activity of the Holy Spirit. 
Because Jesus ascends and the Holy Spirit descends. And people are being moved on by the Holy Spirit. I'm reading these things and I'm like, Holy Spirit's all over this. If you're going to ignore the Holy Spirit, you better throw away a lot of the New Testament. Just rip it up. So you're saying, well, J.O., they didn't teach me that in the church I was raised in. I'm sorry about that. But listen, don't try to ignore, grieve him now just because somebody didn't believe in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Because he wants to powerfully touch and change your life. Two years, I struggled, backslid, and then 88 on spring break, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. An elder in the church and my brother laid hands on me in Eureka, California, and I was baptized, immersed in the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in water in 86. Baptized two years later. Sad to say, two years later in the baptism of of the Holy Spirit. A brother walked up to me and says, are you filled with the Holy Spirit? I says, I don't know. He says, well, if you don't know, you probably aren't. And I would say that to you tonight. If you, if you don't know, you probably aren't. I've asked the altar team tonight to be ready to lay hands on people. It's not weird. It's Bible, all over the Bible, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Once I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I was a spring break. I went back to Kentucky where I was in school. And I was working for a company that they made these vaults for uh, caskets. Okay, so you put the vaults, maybe it's not all over the United States, but certain places, you put the vault in and then you lower the casket in it and then boom. So the, the, the vault was made out of concrete and I was vibrating the concrete. And as I vibrated the concrete, oxygen would come to the top, and it would strengthen the concrete, right? So I said, Holy Spirit, here I am. I have battled years with anxiety, chronic panic attacks, um, craziness in my head, mentally whacked out at times, intrusive thoughts, on and on and on. And I just be I just began to vibrate that concrete, and I says, Lord, if this is you here, it's just me and you here. Ain't nobody. I'm not in church. I'm vibrating concrete. And I just began to take the prayer language that I had learned. And I was new at it, but I began to pray in my Holy Spirit, pray in the Holy Spirit, pray in my prayer language. And I'm going to tell you right now, believe it or not, God began in that very moment began to heal me like I'd never been healed before, began to put a peace in me like I had never, ever experienced before in my life. The power of the Holy Spirit. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit in, in, in Eureka, right? But I'm going to tell you, there's something about you activating. Just don't one day she rode a Honda and go, well, I'm just going to, oh, I said, I spoke in tongues one day. No, you got to have faith to believe and pray in the Holy Spirit. Jude talks about building you up in the most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. You know how to build up your physical body. You know how to eat your Wheaties and take your vitamins and exercise and all that, sleep good. But how do you build up your spirit man? Well, you build up the spirit man through several things, reading the Word, worship, but praying in the Holy Spirit. Man, God began to do a great work inside of my life.
through the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm a complete sold-out individual on the baptism of the Holy Spirit because of what he did in me. And, by the way, I can support it all with the Word of God. Holy Spirit's not just for 1988. He's not just for 73 or 69 through the Jesus Freak movement. He's for today. The wild goose wants to move in your life today. Like never before, you need everything that heaven has to offer you. Everything. Lock, cocked, ready to rock. Fully armed with everything that God has for you. And that is part of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to be armed and dangerous, armed with light, armed with love, his grace, his power, his good news. Acts 1, 4 through 8, the Bible says, And being assembly together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem. This is Jesus. Remember, Holy Spirit's coming. Don't depart from Jerusalem. Jesus is talking to the disciples. But wait for the promise. Say that with me, the promise. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, he has a promise for you. Promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly, truly baptized with water. He was emerging them. But you shall be baptized in the Holy Spirit not many days from now. He emerges in water. I'm going to emerge you into the Spirit. The disciples immediately kind of got earthly, worldly, maybe a little political, and this was their response. They said, therefore, when they came together, they asked him, saying, Lord, when will, when will, you, when will the time be when you restore the kingdom of Israel? They just got real kind of like restoration of Israel, right? And that's not a bad thing, but that's not what Jesus was going after. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. It's like he's pulling their head out of the sand for them to understand what he's about to do. And then he says this, you shall receive power. Say that with me, power. power. Where's power come from? See, so, some people want power. They want comfort. They want all the things that the Holy Spirit, but whenever I say get baptized in the Holy Spirit, they're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, I wasn't trained that way as a little boy. Well, be trained in the Word of God. Be trained in the Word of God. And in my opinion, not false doctrine. If you ever find anything that I preach here that you don't find in the Bible, please talk to me about it. I will try my best to back everything that I say with the Word of God. But don't say that all of a sudden this got eliminated from the Word of God. That we don't do this anymore. Well, it's just not Bible, it's just not Jesus. Jesus says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me. Say that with me, witnesses. You shall be martyrs. That's what, it, that's what that word is. You shall receive, you shall be martyrs. God's going to empower you not to be fearful of man, not to be fearful to preach the gospel, not to be fearful of being a witness for him. He's going to empower you to be witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth, okay? Wherever you go, I just was in Peru. It doesn't matter where you're at. If you're in Lima, Peru, or if you're in San Pedro, Sula, Honduras, or Guayaquil, Ecuador, or if you're in Coeur d'Alene, or wherever you are, you can be witnesses. I know that God's with me in all those areas and those times and those moments, okay? I was in the Congress 
Uh, the, the pastor's wife, both of them are pastors, and the pastor's wife is also a congresswoman, and I was in Congress, and it's like I'm the only person there that can't even, I can't even spell Spanish, right? But I know the Holy Spirit's got me, and I can be bold as a lion no matter where I'm at because the Holy Spirit dwells within me. He gives me power to be witnesses wherever I'm going, right? And so God is concerned more so about the salvation of, of, the, of, all the, of all his sons and daughters other than just people being comfortable, right? And so I get baptized in the Holy Spirit, and now I'm back on the streets of Moorhead, Kentucky in front of Rascals and Babes Place, and I'm preaching the gospel with street preachers. Okay, Roland, this black African-American brother, and this Kevin dude, and Johnny dude, and we're preaching the gospel. All of a sudden, cops are all around us. All we are doing is sharing the gospel, and the cops are for us on our side because we're sharing good news, and my old boss is out there, OJ, what are you doing, man? We're sharing Jesus. Like, what's wrong with What happened to you? Well, I can tell you what happened to me. I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I can tell you right now what happened to me. I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. There's no stinking way I would have been out on the streets in front of Babe's Place and Rascals without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that's why you need Holy Spirit in your life. Your kids need him. We need him in a very, very huge way. We need the, the wild goose to be loose in your house, in your life, in every area of your life. I want you to see a question that Paul poses. He's, he's somewhere out in the middle of a nowhere, and he comes upon 12 believers. And it's very unique, the question that he asked. He didn't ask them their position on end times. He didn't ask them, hey, what do you do for a living? He didn't even ask them if they were born again. This is what Paul asked these 12 guys in Acts 19. Make sure you write these things down. You want to check me out? Check them out. Acts 19. This is what Paul poses to these believers. He said to them, he says, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And that's a good question for you tonight. So they said to him, we have not so much even heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. First of all, this generation needs to know that there is a Holy Spirit. I just, the other day at Growth Track, a lady walks up to Radine and asks her about the Holy Spirit. Radine lays hands on her and she's baptized in the Holy Spirit. Verse 4 and 5. Then Paul said, John, and echoing it again, John indeed baptized with you at a baptism of repentance saying to the people that they should believe on the him who come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. Then when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. This is a very, very unique doctrine position right here because it actually looks like Paul takes them and, re, listen, rebaptizes them in water. I can't prove it, but it looks like. So we practice rebaptism for people who really want, you know, maybe they got baptized when they were eight years old, didn't understand baptism. And so all of a sudden, it looks like he rebaptizes them in water. And then look what he does, verse six, look. And then Paul had laid hands on them, 
He laid hands on them. And the Holy Spirit came upon them. Uh-oh. Scary words. They spoke with tongues. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Is it devil tongues? No, it's not devil tongues. My goodness. So stupid. People say that. It just drives me crazy. My best friend, the Holy Spirit, and then we tie it up with some of the devil tongue. No, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke with tongues and prophesied. In the last day, I will pour out my spirit on all, all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. They were all filled in Acts 2. And what did they do? They spoke into. Don't be freaked out by spiritual manifestations that lines up with the word of God. I didn't call anyone stupid. I just think that sometimes when people say that, that's a stupid comment. Charles Spurgeon says, without the spirit of God, we can do nothing. We are ships without wind. We are useless. In the world, you may be a big ship. You may be a big yacht. But without the Holy Spirit, you're useless. We need the Spirit of God. We need to be loose. Come on. If you tonight, if you have lack of fruit in your life, change the root. If you have bad fruit, change the root. If you have dry fruit, change the root. Whatever is going on in your life, change the root into the new root. And the new root is what I'm talking about tonight. The fruit comes from the root of the Holy Spirit. Where do you think the fruit of the Holy Spirit comes from? It comes from the Holy Spirit. You abide in the Holy Spirit. There's a beautiful story in Ezekiel. I'm going to read a little bit of it. Ezekiel 47.1. I told you from the beginning, there's a theme throughout the Holy Spirit. In Ezekiel 47.1, then they brought me back to the door of the temple. There's a temple, and they brought me to the door, and there was water. Say that with me, water. Remember pouring and water and come to living water and water. water any, there's a lot of Holy Spirit and water. And there was water flowing, look at this, from under the threshold of the temple toward the east. The water wasn't flowing into the temple. The water was flowing out of the temple. Okay? Who is the temple in the New Testament? Three people. Come on, somebody. Come on. Who's the temple in the New Testament? You are. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Guess where the water is supposed to flow out of? Flow out of you. 4 the front of the temple faced the east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple to the south altar. If you read the story, listen, the water flowed out of the temple and it flowed up to the ankle. And then it flowed to the knee. And then it flowed to the waist. And then all of a sudden, they were swimming. And then it talks about, you should read it. I don't have time to read everything of it tonight. Then they talked about trees. What do you think? What, what is the Bible? When they talk about trees in the Bible, what does that represent a lot of times? Represents man. 
Blessed are the man, blessed are the man who did not walk in the counsel of the God, stand away of sin, see the sin is scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he'll be like a tree. Are you with me? This water was flowing out of the temple, and it touched trees. It touched, it touched men, and guess what happened? Everywhere this water went, it was powerful. Let me read verse 9. It says, And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the river goes, will live. The water flows out of you, and it touches lives, and they will live. People need the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of you. And then look what it says. There will be a great multitude of fish. What does fish represent? I'm going to tell you right now. Jesus talks about, follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Okay? There's multitude of people that don't know Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit wants to work through you to reach their lives. And it says this, because of these waters go there, for they will be healed. All of a sudden, where the water of the Holy Spirit goes, they're, they're healed. Let me, let me back. There will be great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed, and everything will live wherever the river goes. If you see this, there's this water that comes out of the temple that it looks to appear that touches salt water, and it even heals the salt water. Who am I talking about tonight? I'm talking about the Holy Spirit that wants to baptize you and empower you to touch those around you. Bringing life to everywhere you go. Your family, your wife, your husband, your children, everywhere you go. Ananias and Sapphira, guess what they did? They lied to the Holy Spirit. You don't spit in the wind. You don't take the mask off the Long Ranger and you don't lie to the Holy Spirit. You sin against the Holy Spirit. Jesus says there's percussions of that. Okay? But the Holy Spirit, there's a lying spirit in our nation right now. A spirit of division. We need the Holy Spirit from White House Capitol all the way down in every nation, every place, every city in our nation. We need the spirit of truth. Look at this. Uh, Acts 4.31, and when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all, say that with me, all, all the time, constantly, it talks about all, 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 all. It ain't like, oh, the Baptists don't get it, Methodists don't get it, but the Pentecostals get it. No, Holy Spirit wants to baptize all. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They spoke the word with boldness. Say that with me, boldness. God wants you to boldly speak the word of God, full of courage and boldness, not backing down from woke or broke or anything. Speaking the word of God with great courage and boldness. Fearlessness. Some people don't because I believe they're not baptized in the Holy Ghost. Acts 6.3, therefore, brothers, seek out those among you, seven of men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who they appointed over the business. They sought out seven guys full of the Holy Spirit. You can have degrees. Get a degree. Get 20 degrees. But what they were looking for was people full of the Holy Spirit and a good reputation and full of wisdom. 
You know what they did? They didn't like the wisdom uh, Stephen walked in. They confronted him. You know what? They could not stand against the spirit of, of the, the Holy Spirit that was inside of Stephen. We need the Holy Spirit. Let me, let me finish with this. Let me finish with this. Let, let, me, let, me, let me share this with you, and then I'm going to finish with something. Is that okay? The Wizard of Oz says, look inside yourself, and you'll find yourself. God says, look inside yourself and find the Holy Spirit. One will get you to Kansas, and the other will get you to heaven. This is where it began. Acts 2. Listen to this. They waited in the upper room. They had been praying. They had been waiting on the promise. The Holy Spirit blew through the room. However it appeared like a wind they had like as it were tongues of fire they were all filled and there was people looking in they were looking in they they saw something different and the bible says in verses 12 and 13 so they were all amazed say that with me amazed people looking in were amazed they were amazed man what's going on they thought they had been drinking at nine in the morning man those Christians are drinking. Those little Jesus freaks are drinking. No, it wasn't that. There was something they saw. So there were ones that were amazed. And then there was ones that were perplexed. Say that with me, perplexed. They were perplexed. Like, what's going on? I think it's okay to be amazed and perplexed. And saying, whatever this could this be, others mocking. Say that with me, mocking. Be amazed, be perplexed, but don't mock. Don't, don't mock what God wants to do in your life. Be amazed of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit changes lives. I just heard of a testimony this week where Clark laid hands on someone, and this dude was filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a single mom in here right now that Radine and I, I won't point her out, but we prayed for her the other day to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. God wants to change lives through being born again in baptism with the Holy Spirit. Amen. My prayer for you is that you would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit if you never have. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it appears in Acts that the Holy Spirit would just blow up on them and they would be refilled. Not that they would be rebaptized, but all of a sudden. <sighs> God just wants us to constantly be filled with His Spirit. He wants you to be filled with the Spirit.